Hey everybody, welcome back to the Nobody's Listening to This Music Podcast podcast. I'm Andrew. And I'm Eric. And today we're talking about, uh, Jesus Christ, already off to a horrendous <laughs> start. Uh, perfect, perfect. When I Think of You in a Castle by Post Animal. This is That's Eric. the one. This is Eric's suggestion to me. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess the first question, right, is how did you come across this album? Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> I think what had happened was um, maybe when, like, season two of Stranger Things came out, yep. uh, I was watching, like, a bunch of, like, Joe Keery interviews on YouTube. Right, because he's just an interesting um, guy. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Uh, also from Massachusetts, I think. Is he? Um, I think so. I think uh, may- we might touch on it more later, but... I think that Post Animal is like a Chicago band. I think he moved to Chicago for college or something, but I think he's from Massachusetts. That's interesting. But either way, yeah, uh, there was some question about like his band, and I was like, okay, he has a band. That's cool. And then usually when like people like that have bands, they kind of suck, you know? Right. It's like <laughs> some weird like I don't know something shitty lame. cover band or something. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but so I didn't pay any attention to it. And then there was like one day where the, um, one of the guitarists, they have a bunch of guitarists, but one of them, I think had a stroke on stage. Jesus Christ. Huh? (laughs) Right. Yeah, totally. And so he like Joe Keery, like posted about it. Like, Hey, you know, my, my guy over here, like is in a tough time guy in my band, uh, bummed. I'm not on this tour or whatever, but you know, help out or, you know, whatever they say. Um, and then I was like, maybe I'll give him a chance. And I, and I started listening to him and, uh, I Oh, you, it. you meant give him a chance, like listen to the album, not help him out with his <laughs> illness. Got it. Okay. Right. Right. That was before this album. I, I think they had like a, an EP or two out at that point. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I know I have some pre- preliminary thoughts about it, but okay. So to start off, I've mm-hmm. definitely heard of Post Animal before, right? Okay. Because I did sure. the same thing you did, where uh-huh. I was watching Stranger Things, yeah, and I was watching a bunch of Joe Keery interviews because he is it just like an interesting, charismatic kind of funny guy, right? And he's got a good speaking voice too. He's easy to listen to, right? Uh, Steve on Stranger Things is hilarious like that's yeah easily the funniest character in in that entire show totally totally so um i think he was on fallon and Mm -hmm. jimmy fallon asked him about like playing in a band and he was like yeah Yeah, you know i've been known to uh tickle the strings or something like that Uh uh-huh and i thought that was really funny and but i immediately was like okay well i'll i'm not gonna listen to him because obviously not (laughs) Right, it's gonna suck. It's gonna be, you know. Right, and then I think they have an audio tree live thing. Yeah, they and do. I, and I was like, I was like, post animal, isn't that? I was like, oh shit, that's the band that Jokiri's in. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, I'll listen to it. So I clicked it and I watched five minutes of it, and then I clicked yeah. out of it because I was like, not for me. Yep. Sure. Um, and that's as much post animal as I had heard up to that time. Cool before listening to this album through a uh-huh. couple of times. Nice. 
so what uh where where do you land on it like listening a little bit more intentionally and stuff um so they're definitely like doing a thing yeah yeah uh so you can tell that these guys definitely listen to like a lot of what would be considered like whatever it is like 70s heavy metal yeah 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 like sabbath like deep purple uh-huh that kind of situation but you can tell that they also without a doubt have been listening to like pink floyd mm-hmm. so that's like an interesting point and something that i kind of took note of where i think at the point where this stuff came out uh you know what do i know about music really but especially when this came out i was kind of at a point where i was like i was thinking of this as much more of like a like a psychedelic kind of tame impala adjacent type thing you know what i mean right um and then i kind of i forget what made me think of it but i was kind of like oh it's kind of like like metal that like old metal though you know yeah like the sabbathy type and then just something about the way they play guitar or something made me think of like old southern rock bands or something and like i started to kind of find a lot more you know i'm still not well versed in that stuff but i was kind of hearing more than just like a not just like a beatles psychedelic thing but right more 70s rock influence too yeah like how about uh at the end of gelatin mode when it's just a different song yeah i was about to say i had to check my uh, i had to check my phone i was like uh uh-huh you can't just say gelatin mode (laughs) in a british accent on a song yeah Yeah, that that doesn't make it the same song but it does i guess yeah so (laughs) yeah i love this part though like the the gelatin mode part at the end uh huh like this is kind of adjacently sabbath ish it's not really like but I don't I haven't listened extensively to anybody else who has done something like this yeah but like the guitar part at the very least is really mm-hmm. similar but uh vocally right. it's definitely out of the realm of it's like another thing yeah but it's it's a little bit like like a pink floyd vocal yeah. thing going on with like multiple layers and like the lyrics uh-huh. that absolutely don't make any sense or just mean that you're doing a lot of drugs so your brain is legitimately <laughs> jelly right right yeah um <clears throat> yeah I, I was also thinking like like is this like Froggy kind of like it's it's I feel like it's progressive in the sense that it's not progressive at all yeah gotcha it also makes me think of like like I said I think they're from Chicago but it makes me think of like Berkeley bands like music college like good at like just music you know this band kind of strikes me as a band from LA yeah I don't know why but this band strikes me as a band that their dads had money mmm could see that 
I guess that's similar to what you're saying, because everybody, most of the people that went to Berkeley, like, come from money. Yeah, you kind of have to, I think, you, to a certain extent. You definitely can get in on, like, you know, an audition and yeah. all that, but it's still expensive. Like, it's not cheap. Right. Um, this, um, what, one, so one thing, not to, not to make it a Joe Carey podcast, because I think the, the band is just really good on their own, um, aside from having that connection, mm-hmm. but this song is Joe Carey singing, uh, and it, I think, no, maybe not, I don't know, I was thinking of Ralphie, I think this is Tire Eyes, though, either yeah. way, um, but, so, yeah, like you were saying, like, the audio tree and stuff, he's not in, like, almost any of their live videos. Like, right. I think he's kind of, like, a writing member. I think, like, when they first started out, he was in the band, and then he got really famous on Stranger Things, and then he was just, like, a writing member. And I think he might not even be a writing member on the newest album. But he does sing and had written a few songs on this album, at least. Yeah, it. Also, not to make this the Joe Carey episode, but I had noticed a lot of very similar things. I remember hearing about them, him being in the band, and then me just going like to seek out videos that he was in. Right. Where Where is he? There's like There's like a few that that I found eventually of, of, with him in it, but yeah, I think they're kind of just buddies now. Right. He He definitely. I don't know, like, how much he had to do with writing, but he definitely, like, downplays the amount that he has to do with this band. Like, when right. people ask him about it, he's like, oh, I just, like, play guitar in the band. Yeah. I feel like that's, like, a good way to be about things, even if you are very important in it. Right. Yeah, like, I don't... I don't know if he, like... If he's in there every day grinding away, writing songs, like... But I don't know. For whatever reason, he just like doesn't strike me as the as the guy. Yeah, totally. He does. He does, however, strike me as a guy that just kind of plays guitar in this band. Right. Yeah. Just kind of like, hey, I'm I'm home for a couple weeks. You guys want to jam? Right. He doesn't. He doesn't strike me as the guy who's like, oh yeah, you know, like I. Uh, I wrote like most of this album, and uh, right, I'm actually incredibly musically in tune. Speaking of people that are on TV that are doing music, not uh-huh. o- not only is he doing music stuff, but most people know that Finn Wolfhard does music stuff. Yeah, which is like mm-hmm. okay, but um, what's his face? Uh, the kid that plays Will's older brother. Is a drummer yeah. is a drummer in a band too? Oh really? Yeah, that's funny. Um, it's funny to me the like, and it makes sense. I guess more at this point where Finn Wolfhard is probably like fifteen or sixteen. Right. But um, yeah, he had like a band that was like on like late night shows like a few years ago, and like that felt like funny to me. Uh, it was all good, but like, it's weird to see and weird to look at, like a thirteen-year-old fronting a band on TV. Yeah, I I am almost one hundred percent certain that if 
he wasn't on Stranger Things, nobody would give it a single fuck about that band. Right, exactly. I think, and I think that's like kind of cool of him to like take that level of fame and be like, well, I'm just gonna have a band and make people care about my my band. Right. Like, as far as like exploiting your your fame, that's like a decent way to go. People are like, people are like, he's so talented. He's very uh-huh. mediocre at guitar. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying I'm great at guitar. I'm also incredibly mediocre at guitar. Uh-huh. But I've never. But yeah, there I've, is a difference. There has never been a single person on planet Earth that has gushed about my talent on guitar, and that is simply right, because right. I am not on Stranger Things. Uh huh. <laughs> totally. I think. Um. I think both Finn Wolfhard and um members of Post Animal uh have like worked with the band Twin Peaks. I mentioned them like earlier on in the podcast as like a a band I'd kind of been getting into a little bit. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'll kind of maybe I'll toss you one of their albums eventually, but they're kind of a a cool. I think they're also from like Chicago kind of indie indie rock band. Um yeah. Okay, so since we're coming up to it pretty soon, mm-hmm. uh, so my only gripe with this entire record, yeah, is "Heart Made of Metal." Okay, and that's because the end of the song sounds like what happens when somebody calls your phone while you're listening to music. It like That's funny. <laughs> it like ends abruptly but on a very abrupt fade. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. So I, I know what you're saying now. That does bug me too, actually. So you're like you're listening and then it ends on that abrupt fade and you're waiting for your phone to start ringing. Right. It's like it's not a fade. It's not a full like ring out chord fade out and it's not just like a bam like you hit a chord right. and, and mute it. It's like it's like you muted a chord, but also put like a little fader on it. And then it's like, why didn't you just like let that noise finish? Right. Everything fades out in a half a second. Yeah. Everything Funny. fades out quickly, but long enough. And then the time in between that song actually ending and the next song starting is like six seconds. <laughs> so you. That's wild. So for those six seconds, you're like, is somebody about to. You're like checking your phone to make sure nobody's calling you. Like, what a terrible feeling that is too. When you're like listening to music and you're like having a good time, and then your your music does that that thing you're talking about that little fade, so that you can start hearing the ring, and you're like, why is my phone freezing up right now? Right. And then like mixed with like <laughs> the funny terrible feeling of oh I have to talk to somebody on the phone right now. Right. You're like oh I was really deep into what I was doing, but yeah I guess I can have a fucking phone conversation with you i wonder if that like sinking feeling of having to answer the phone is specific to our generation of like preferring texting and stuff or if that's always how people have felt about communicating with their friends i grandmother and i'm sitting next to her she's fucking pissed off (laughs) Uh she's like uh what now 
just just allowing somebody into your home into your quiet peaceful moments right that's how the women on my mom's side of the family act when somebody calls them except for allison but like Uh uh-huh my mom my grandmother uh my great grandmother god rest her soul uh uh uh, like my aunt like any time the phone rings they're just like just pissed they they always just i'm gonna try to do this as best as i can for Mm -hmm. uh for anybody listening so imagine this it's they pick up the phone and it Mm -hmm. it could be the number could be 1-800 we're giving you money (laughs) yeah or my sister and they'll pick their Uh they'll pick their phone up like this and they'll make eye contact with the caller id drop the phone down to their leg throw their head back go ugh uh-huh. and then answer the phone and go hello yeah. <laughs> I like that just but that I think that illustrates the idea of just like no I, yeah. I don't think it's just a generational thing where we're like oh that right. is annoying as shit that people are like calling me right that's hilarious Everybody's just bothered by everybody else. I think that also may... Uh, my, my newfound theory on why people may do that uh, instinctually is you used to have to get up to go answer the phone. Mm. It's just in your hand already now. Right. So instead of, like, you have to, like, run to the fucking kitchen to, like, get it off the wall. Uh-huh. It's just in your hand. Yeah. Did you ever... Uh, but you have to react nonetheless. You remember using a house phone? I feel like you never. Yeah, dude. I feel like you never really used one. Your uh, your mom was definitely an early adopter of cell phone. She really was. Yeah, I think we were. I think we were a cell phone household, where at least the main house phone was just her cell phone. Since I was like probably seven or eight years old, but <clears throat> yeah, I did have a house phone for a little bit. I had. Uh, I think I only had a house phone until maybe I was like. Well, no, we definitely had the house phone. Right, right. Until, like, we moved out of my house and into that apartment on 25th Ave. Like, I think that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. when we lost the landline. We were like, fuck that shit. We ab- that's wild, We dude. absolutely don't need that. You want to hear something more wild? Uh, yeah. <laughs> a buddy of mine that I went to UTI with worked at Nissan for a while. Dev shouts out uh-huh. if he's listening. Yep. I was at his house, like, last year. And the fucking house phone starts ringing, and I'm like, "What? Come on, man! I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What are you doing here? I, I was like, I remember like just turning around, eyes wide, like, is that uh-huh. a house phone? <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel like the only reason to have that now is it makes your cable cheaper somehow. I think that's I think that's what he said to me. He was like, we've been locked into the same, uh, the same like cable shit for like whatever like That's 20 so something years uh-huh and if we change our plan now it'll go from being ten dollars a month to like 400 so they're just like kind of duking right. it out with the landline and then even to that i was like then unplug the phone <laughs> yeah. you don't need it on yeah you could just who are you given that number to it, and he's like it's only ever eight not 800 numbers that ring through like yeah, no shit. It's only <laughs> leave it off numbers. the hook. Right. <laughs> Unplug it from the fucking wall. That's hilarious, dude. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's weird to think of 
like even into early middle high school like calling friends house phones still for some reason yeah and like i I remember like calling tyler's house or like calling evan's house and like nobody picking up because they didn't like to pick up the house phone yep and i was just always like what like it says my name like (laughs) just pick it (laughs) just pick it up like people are calling because they want to talk to you um I'd always have to call twice. The only, the I think one of the earliest memories of you and I like hanging out is one mm-hmm. of the more embarrassing stories of my entire life. I was like, what, like 13? And you called yep. my house at like 8 o'clock and my mom was like, he's sleeping. <laughs> like, he's, <laughs> like he's asleep. I kind of remember that. That's funny. I remember her telling me about that like the next day. <laughs> No, why'd you say that? No. You should have said I was, like, out with some chicks or something. No, I literally just remember her going, Hey, uh, somebody called for you last night, and uh, <laughs> I just told them you were asleep, and I was like, oh, weird. I guess I'll figure out who it is at school. And then I went in, and That's I think funny, you dude. were like, I called you last night, and you were asleep at 8 o'clock. And I was like, yeah, well. <laughs> That's that's funny. Uh, I'd do that. I, I, I'm an I'm a early-to-bed kind of guy. Um, By the way, uh, Heart Made a Metal just ended and did the fade out thing, right. and I thought something was going wrong with my computer. <laughs> Even after talking about it for six minutes, it's still like, what, what was that? <laughs> right, like my headphones went like, it was like, nah, 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 uh-huh. and I was like, oh, oh, oh. that's funny. I, uh, this song, Castle. Um, oh, it said I Pink really, Floyd this song. Yeah, um, I really like the this groove that's about to kick in. Um, maybe later in the song, actually. No, yeah, this part right here, I like this. Um, and I think no, maybe I'm thinking of a different song, but this is like the kind of thing where they do the. Uh, no, I'm fully wrong. I was going to say it's like the first track is called When I Think of You and then this one's called Castle, but that's incorrect. But this song is called Castle. Yeah. Uh, this is like the part of the album where like after Heart Made of Metal, the rest of it to me was just kind of like. Yeah, like I, I kind of wrote that too. I think it's I think it's kind of front loaded. The front half the a side i think is like really high energy yeah and really cool and like has standout tracks standout moments this one's kind of just like a little groovy track uh the next song special moment was like a single that they released like a year before the album i think and then yeah the rest of it's kind of i like it but not quite as notable to me as the as the beginning of the album yeah definitely a lot of bands I find, for whatever reason, front load their records and like don't spread it out. Yeah, and I guess that's a thing that's just been happening for like forever. Like, right, most hits are on the A side of a record. Uh huh. Um, but recently, like today, actually, the Four Years Strong album came out. The new one, mm. Brain Pain. I didn't listen to it yet. Yeah, I listened to the whole thing today. <laughs> Uh, like seven o'clock in the morning, and nice. 
uh, very like music review guy of me now, but yeah, uh, I listened to it and I noticed that the song, the albums like backloaded. Huh. The the it's unimpressive to begin with, and very just four years strong sounding. Mm-hmm. But then like then it's the three singles, and then the rest of the album rips, and then it ends on like kind of a softer note. That's funny. I wonder if that's like. Like, if you're saying the beginning of it is, like, just regular kind of straightforward four years strong, like, I'm sure some people would call that front-loaded. Like, right. And you're you're probably more on the same page as them, where they're like, we'll give everybody this, like, candy up front, but the real meat of it, what we like, is this second, the B-side. Right. Um, I don't know if you... Not like this is this isn't supposed to be the f- brain pain for you strong uh, uh-huh. uh, episode, but the record was produced by Will Putney. I don't. Yeah, I was watching a little video about that earlier today. Okay, so you, so Will Putney, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, produces like almost solely metalcore albums. Interesting. And like deathcore albums, and like he did Counterparts last record. Oh, cool. Uh, Fit for an Autopsy is his band. Like, uh-huh. He does like a lot of just like grimy metal shit. That's funny. Yeah, I, I kind of got in that video I was watching. He was like, yeah, usually people know me for doing heavier stuff, but I love albums like this too. And I was like, oh, I guess he does heavy stuff. But yeah, that's uh, to know specifically. That's, that's interesting. And I think, uh, I think he is like the magic ingredient to making the three singles that came out on this record like uh-huh. what they were like they he yeah. definitely pushed them to do like like goofy heavy stuff like uh-huh. like shit they hadn't yeah, yeah, done yeah. since like rise or die trying totally that's cool i like that uh anybody that hasn't listened to it go check it out if you're like know what he's saying he's so full of shit just go listen to brain pain and <laughs> you'll immediately know that i was correct and you are off base um, uh-huh but yeah so, back to the Post Animal record. Special moment. I, Do you think we should get into... I'm actually Oh, kinda, yeah, what were we saying? Uh, what is it? It's called Special Moment. The song yeah. that's on right now. I'm actually kind of... I'm very much digging the... Uh, the, like... I don't know. It's like jammy thing that's happening. Yeah. A little bit of a guitar mm-hmm. solo, but... Definitely not an impressive guitar solo. Just kind of... More kind of noodling. More of a texture thing. Probably yeah. probably was first take. Uh-huh. Yeah, then right back into the riff here, too. Right. I like that. Yeah, get get a little groove. You get a little head. Get a, yeah. get a little head bob yeah. thing going on. Yeah. Excellent. Uh-huh. This record is <laughs> This is excellent. excellent. It's, uh, it's, yeah, real groovy. Um, do you think we should get into the wikipedia part <laughs> that's funny that you did it um you can do it too if no nah, it's fine uh i'll leave it in as you doing it for whatever right. reason my internet is using yahoo as its search engine in google mm-hmm. uh google chrome and i've changed that 10 times now uh-huh and it'll be like, oh, That's it's fine. And then, like, the next day, it'll be doing the fucking thing, and I'll just be pissed off about it. 
That's wild, dude. Uh, but yeah. Let's fucking do the Wikipedia part. Um, well, to start off, Post Animal is an American psychedelic rock band formed in 2014, originating from Chicago, Illinois. So you were right. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. A lot of guys, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of members. Um, so this says that all members share songwriting contributions and sing lead vocals on their respective compositions. That's a cool way to do it. I think it kind of just makes sense, but like, you know, cool that nobody's like, I'm the singer, you know? Right. Um, I'm just trying to set a timer. But whatever. Oh, it. no. Okay, cool, cool. Fuck it. Uh, whatever. I don't, I don't I'm give a stalling. Shit. I don't give a shit now. I'm stalling. Okay, cool. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, it says uh, it gives us <laughs> everybody that was in the band. Uh, the drummer's last name is Toledo. That's hilarious. Um, Joe Keery is the only <laughs> member with a hyperlink, which is pretty funny. He is. Yeah. Uh, he's <laughs> most notable things that he's involved with is Stranger Things and the American psychedelic rock band Post Animal. Hey, they made it. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, there's not a whole lot going on in this Wikipedia. They're, they're signed to uh, Polyvinyl. Yep. Out of, Aust- they, um, out of Australia. <coughs> uh, I have this, this album on vinyl through Polyvinyl. I pre-ordered it. Nice. Um, so you know I'm, I'm a real fan. Uh, it's it's cool and it's pink, um, and it was released on 420. Uh, that's pretty. That's pretty rad. Yeah, it was pretty rad. I did a devil fingers uh, there. A too much metal devil De- fingers. <laughs> yeah, the double, the two sided. The the t- there's too much, absolutely too much metal for one hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what what I am noticing from this here. Uh, this here Wikipedia article or page uh-huh. or whatever you want to call it is that uh, Joe Keery is uh, uh, noted as a past member now. I am seeing that, yeah. So I'm gonna take a little bit of a uh, little bit of a leap with our regular uh, Wikipedia part, and I'm gonna head on down to Post Animals website. Um, yeah, let's see it. So this website is pretty interesting looking. Their logo is uh, very funny. It's a guy running, which maybe is their new album cover. I don't know what their next new album cover I think looks so. Like. Yeah, the their new aesthetic, their new era, because bands do eras now all the time. Yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of eras like that like this is pretty cool like you can obviously tell that they went from like a pink and brown kind of aesthetic to like this now like super 80s uh right looks like oh looks like a workout video kind of situation it's all like slick like right um i was watching a thing last night about the 1975 it was called like a uh, like a visual, was it 
like a visual documentary or a visual biography hmm. or whatever the hell it was called. Like a, yeah, sure. And it was uh, Matt Healy taking you through like what he was thinking when he was designing all of the like the artwork and like coming up with an aesthetic for all of those records were. That's and cool. It was pretty cool. I think they should do that with more bands, but I don't think as that many bands are like that well um, put together. Yeah, I feel like even when they are, people in bands, like whenever they're being interviewed and stuff, always think that stuff is uninteresting for some reason. Right. And like, they're like, yeah, we don't have to talk about that. Yeah, and it's like, that's the most interesting thing, or like your studio process, like, and I feel like people always like skip over that stuff somehow, and it's like, what's your favorite cereal? Like, that's what interviews end up being, and it's like, why why do you think that's more interesting than what pedals you use? Right, or like, uh, like, I know you're on tour with, uh, with Slipknot, how are they? Oh, they're yeah. they're pretty cool. They're a bunch of wild guys. <laughs> yeah, we've all looked up to them for a long time. But yeah, you know, it was pretty surreal meeting the guys. <laughs> um, and then they're like, "Okay, uh, do you prefer all beef or pork hot dogs?" <laughs> and they're like, "Uh, <laughs> I'm vegan." Like. <laughs> yeah, half the band's vegan, so we we just get those. We just eat cucumbers in a bun. It's like a <laughs> Um <clears throat> But yeah, I I wish more bands would talk about like the ideas and like what they were actually trying to get out of writing a record and what Yeah. Like what you know what they were going through what what inspired the artwork but sometimes right. some of the, like i feel like some of the bands that push right by that are, are pushing right by it because it's actually not interesting and it's fucking lame how they did it and it's like how did you, uh-huh. how did you guys come up with the artwork oh uh, well the label gave us our artwork <laughs> yeah uh, they, had a gr- they like gave us a few artists to choose from, and we texted one, and then they sent this back. And that's what we're going with, and that's what we'll be touring <laughs> on for the next fucking three years. Yep. Um, that's funny. Yeah, I I find it really interesting when bands uh, will like really go deep, and like everything is, uh, everything like has a purpose, and like. Yeah. It all ties together, like, the album art, the merch, the live show. The lyrics, the... Right, the music, yeah. the lyrics, like... The 1975 is a perfect example of executing that correctly. Like, when they put out that mm-hmm. first album, everything was black and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything was black and white, everything was black and white, and neon lights, and, like... Uh-huh. The leather jackets, and fucking stupid haircuts, like... Right. And then on the Very next true. record, uh, he's not to get super back on this, but he was like, we, I just, he was like, I went on Tumblr and I saw like the fans had gotten bored with the black and white thing. So I was just like seeing what they were doing with it and they were making uh-huh. everything pink. So huh. it was like, so pink and, That's funny. pink and white became like the next evolution of the band. That's cool. I like that. And I imagine that's what 
a good chunk of artists do. They're like, oh, what do you think like would speak the most to our right. audience, or like what what's gonna work the best? But uh-huh. you know, nobody will ever say that, and they'll be like, it was what we felt deep down inside. Right, for real. <clears throat> um, to 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 wrap up the the Wikipedia part, um, there is a quote in the musical style section that says the Chicago Tribune has described the band's sound as quote if Tame Impala listened to a, blo- a lot of Black Sabbath and were signed to Elephant Six, so kind of kind of how we both took what their sound is 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 how the Chicago Tribune calls it. Yeah, I've never listened to Tame Impala, so I can't. I can. That was an, I can confirm nor um, deny. Right. Post Animal and Tame Impala both put out a new album on Valentine's Day, uh, and I was kind of thinking of doing one of those, but I knew this album better, so I figured I'd have more to talk about it. But at some point, I bet we'll do. A Tame Impala one, because that's that's another band I got kind of into recently. I, I like got, I'm like I've been familiar with them for a while, but I got into Post Animal, and then I was like, oh, I do like this stuff. Let me go there, but it is kind of it is pretty different too. Yeah, it's I don't, ugh, fuck, I'm lost. <laughs> All right, uh, here's the obligatory part where I make fun of how everybody in this band looks. Um, uh huh, <laughs> dude. A lot of hair. These these guys couldn't look more like they smoke weed. <laughs> you can just tell. You know what they smell like, too. Here's the thing, though. They all look like they smell like too much cologne. Not Axe. Okay. Just like cologne. No, no, no. Yeah, like just to cover the weed. These guys like to shake hands when they meet, for sure. Uh huh. <laughs> these are hey man, how what? you doing, guys? Yeah, yeah, totally. These guys, very these guys are very personable. polite, um, but also, <clears throat> but also maybe they take themselves a little too seriously. They could a lot of mustaches. Two of the five guys, two of the five guys in this picture that I'm looking at right now are wearing button-up shirts with the sleeves cuffed. <laughs> okay. Okay. Surprise, surprise. Enough said. Uh-huh. Yeah, a lot of... A lot of, like, just just chin stuff going on, too, with a couple of these guys. <laughs> Very, uh... You know, I, I, I don't like to use this word, but... You know, kind of like a like hipster. If you picture... If you hear the word hipster, it's what that... That's what they all look like. Yeah, it's it's actually really funny when you see the entire band like without Joe Keery, and then there's a picture of them with Joe Keery. He mm-hmm. fits, he fits in. Right. Yeah, it's like when you hear a song on the radio for a while, and you're kind of like, "Wow, this song is like really something. It's different than everything else I'm hearing. I really like it." And then you listen to that the album that it comes from, and then you're like, "Oh, yeah, okay." This is where that comes from. That's Joe Keery. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. A lot of these, a lot of these guys got jaws too, huh? You got <laughs> jaws on some of these guys. Oh, yeah. BMI like 
uh, zero, all of them, just all all muscle, sinewy, jawline, right, hair. This guy, this guy with the that's got the really thick mustache, the guy that's got like a lot of density, got like a yeah, got yeah. like a pretty big brow on him. Uh-huh. I'm not sure what his name is. He looks like if they put a little bit of makeup on him, he could be the caveman from those Geico commercials way back when. <laughs> that's funny. I, yeah, I can picture the one you're talking about. That's really that's uh, accurate. <clears throat> uh, but yeah. What else you got here? We we got any uh, any closing thoughts? Any? I know you didn't like Heart Made of Metal, or that that was your gripe. Do you have any standout tracks? Uh. I wouldn't say I really have any standout tracks. The album it sounds like a lot of things that I've like kind of heard done before. Yeah, maybe not by a band as new as they are, so they get like a they get like credit for, you know, yeah, doing something a little different. But they were very obviously uh, influenced a lot by stuff that they grew up on. Uh, yeah, they probably all have a good relationship with their dads. Um, or at least their dad's record collection. <laughs> at the very least, yeah. Um, but to anybody who hasn't heard the record, I know a lot of people that are probably listening to this or the people that do listen to this that I know that listen to this will probably really like this record. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't heard it, Check it out. There's a lot of, uh, yeah. like I've said, a lot. Sabbath, uh, Pink Floyd. But there's also a decent amount of like uh, ZZ Top-esque riffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard Yes the other day. Uh, a buddy uh, said something about Yes when we were listening to them together. Oh, that's interesting. I haven't ever listened to a ton of Yes. But Me neither. So I... But I, I believe it. Some of the vocal melodies remind me a lot of stuff that uh, Boston would do. Okay. Um, so I would just say that these guys vaguely sound like 1970, let's say, 6. Sure, <laughs> yeah. It just it all just kind of ends up here. Uh, there's, like, some fun piano parts. Uh, there's stuff that sounds mm-hmm. sometimes a little more 80s uh, that, I, yeah. that I was kind of enjoying and... This is a. I guess that's what's cool about like the nostalgia trip kind of band at this point is like, well, you get the in, you get the hard influence of '70s rock, but you get some some fresh other elements in there too, for sure. Like, this is a really good album to just like put headphones in and like, you know, go do something. Yeah. Uh, nice little journey. For an example, today. I was uh, doing a lot of uh, like work that I had to just be like hyper focused on what I was doing, like using uh, my hands and really very yep. very tiny tools, and I had to be pretty calm. And this was pretty easy to listen to. Like the stuff that I normally yeah, listen totally. to is like listening to a cup of coffee, kinda. Right. Um, and this is like. I don't know. I don't really drink, so I, I can't it's the, say it's. The, it's like listening to a cold beer. Yeah, I, I, I'm a beer guy, so I'll, I'll agree to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
But yeah, it's if you're in if you want like a uh, a fast and aggressive album, not the album for you. Mm-hmm. Nah, but there's this, energy. This there's album groove. is it's like cruising. Yeah. <clears throat> I would say that this yeah, there's no like driving like uh, there's no there's absolutely zero punk parts on this. Uh No. No punk. Uh some definitely just some good rock vibes though. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's uh that's about all I got on the record. Um, that's that. Let me see here. Um, uh, one thing, a little plug here, if anyone's listening this far in. Wow. Uh, at Free Parking Studio, uh, my workplace, we're having a show April 24th. Uh, the band Candy is, uh, is coming through, uh, playing at Free Parking one night and then Downbeat Diner the next night. But uh, come on down. Be a good time. That sounds like I'll be there. Um, All right, you make the trip. Yeah, it's only gonna be like a cool nine hundred dollars to go. So yeah, easy. Um, I should be able to swing it. Cool, cool, cool. Thanks. Um, Thanks for the support. Yeah, for sure. Uh, be there, be square. Um, so I've been having a really tough time thinking about what to what to give you right because right that part that part uh i i'm not gonna say barred i'm not barred from giving you metal stuff but we really should take we should take a step away from it and Uh uh-huh that's probably good that we do that that's fine yeah um but that makes it very, very difficult for me to find <laughs> stuff that I'm, like, interested in right now to give you. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. So, with that being said, because what I really want to give you is a Hail the Sun album. Uh-huh. Because Hail the Sun's sick, but that's... Okay. It's not metalcore, but a couple it, eps down from now. But it's like, uh, I don't. It's it, it's what would be considered post-hardcore. Like, um, okay. It's kind of like it's in the dance, Gavin dance, like, uh, mm. like weird jingly guitar part, fucking right. wild shit. But that's not the one. That's not the one. That's what I want to give you. Uh huh. Let the record show. Let the record show that that's that is what I would like to give you. Uh huh. But I think we're gonna have to take it back to uh to something that was on my top played in the uh in like 2016. Okay. Let's see here. I gotta find it. Okay. So what we're gonna go with is I believe. Let me make sure that this is the right record. Yep, it's called mm-hmm. Unfamiliar in, by In Her Own Words. Okay, I think I've heard of that band, but I don't know them. So they're a... They used to be, like, kind of an easy core band. They fell mm-hmm. in, like, the same kind of realm as, like, uh, Four Years Strong or, like, 
We Bear Bears or whatever the fuck that band was. Uh, uh, chunk, <laughs> chunk No Captain Chunk. Um, One of those. That's cool. Um, but some like member lineup changes happened or something like that. And mm-hmm. they just started writing like alt rock pop punk stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, notable songs on this record that I'm giving you are gonna be uh, "Silver Lights." That okay. song is if there's <laughs> if there's any album on this record that's gonna make you like feel sad, it's that one <laughs> because "Silver Lights" because there's like piano in the background. I'll make sure to listen to that one in the car by myself. (laughs) There's like a lot of, there's like a piano in the chorus, you know? Okay. Gotcha. But all that needs to be said right there. Like there's guitars like playing like kind of like a, like a driving like guitar part, but there's also just like Uh a piano like going like ding, 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 you know? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then what was the other one? Oh, if you're going to know a song on this record... Mm-hmm. It's gonna be uh, Revere, because okay, I definitely showed you Revere. Okay, uh, probably in like 2014. Okay, before it was on this record, like it was an EP or a single or something. Yeah, and it was like a different version of the song than that's on the record. Gotcha. So you might like recognize some of it, but you won't recognize the entire song. Mm-hmm. And then okay. uh, cool. Cut and Dry is the third single, mm-hmm. which is uh, one of the better songs on the record. Nice. Uh, but, you know, we're coming to the end of the episode here, so rate five stars. Uh, subscribe if you could. Tell a friend mm-hmm. or two. Uh, yeah. You know, I try to give a piece of advice here at the end of the, uh, the episodes. It's becoming a thing that I do. And the funny part about me giving a piece of advice at the end of episode is I never, ever think about the piece of advice that I'm going to give you before I'm giving it to you. I'm real time coming up with one right now. Yeah. And the thing is, too, you we so I think we're like 20 something episodes in now. Yeah. And you've been doing it for maybe half yeah right and you bring it up like it's a new thing every time too. and i think i'm going like, i think i'm going to continue doing it that way right right it's that's how it feels natural i guess but it, it is you know just what is happening so i think my my piece of advice because uh on this night this hallowed eve uh mm-hmm. uh february 28th 2020 giving it away a little yep. bit uh yeah, we bank episodes. Um, yeah, let's see when it comes out. I I came home for lunch today, and I uh, I put mm-hmm. some some pork that I had marinated in the uh, in, no in the slow cooker. Jesus. So my piece of advice uh-huh. is to get into slow cooker stuff. Yep. You say you're eating lunch, right? And you're like, oh, what are we gonna have for dinner? Figure it out. Put it in the crock pot then. Yeah. By 5 o'clock. That's cool. Say you have a tough piece of meat, a tough cut. Mm-hmm. Tough cuts are cheaper, right? Yeah. Coming, You get a chuck or something yeah, like that? Yeah, you were a butcher's assistant at one point or some shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. You should know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. So you get that You get that tough piece of meat. You get like that that like uh, that pork belly, that, that brisket. 
uh uh-huh. maybe some pieces of meat that I don't a chuck you know I know yeah your regular a chuck. your regular roast type of, type of thing uh-huh. you, yeah, you round roast you marinate them maybe put it in there with some carrots some potatoes mm-hmm. you let that just run for like four or five hours on on low maybe on high not gonna burn the house down you can leave it's fine you can go go about the rest of your day yeah you don't even Overnight, you're not really even, even if you feel like you're it. not really even cooking no you're not doing any of the work you just put it in the thing you just put pl- oh I'll, I'll put this here for later right exactly and then it's done boom done hot meal forgot about it and now you have dinner exactly you went climbing. You went. You did some 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 jujitsu. You know, right, jujitsu is too expensive All now, and I can't afford it, so I can't do that anymore. But so, so, sorry to hear uh, that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this has been uh, the nobody's listening to this music podcast podcast, and uh, I've been Andrew. I've been Eric, and that's all I have for you today. See you later. Bye.